0: hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of paratalk and uh it's an episode that uh, as a surprise i think i've got the one and only uh shrouded Handback.
1: all right tom how are you yeah hi all right hi, back again back again Yes, yeah, glad to be back good thanks for having me on again that's
0: all right uh, yeah it's uh, I think I really enjoyed uh, the last episode we did I think a lot of listeners uh, enjoyed it as well because it was um, we do we do tend to go off on a little kind of narratives and yeah. uh, you know little <laughs> places and, and it's always good I mean that's why I do enjoy doing these two man episodes because it's you, you don't know where it's going to go
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you just you yeah just, it's fun yeah you just don't know yeah. But um, so how how was your Christmas? Because I was
1: a little bit under the weathers, But how was your Christmas? Yeah, well, mine was pretty. I don't. I don't really do much, you know. I'm getting a bit old. I reckon. I, I think I'm getting a bit boring in my old age. I, I, I probably would have gone out drinking and having a party, but I went down to my parents in Wales. Spent a few days with. Oh, no, they came up here, and then we sort of drove them back that was probably the most exciting thing so uh yeah my parents came to to visit and then for christmas and then we sort of like drove them back to wales and stayed down there for a couple of days and uh, it was it was pretty quiet to be honest you know can't mm-hmm. have too much of a crazy one when your parents are around so it it was nice but it was uh yeah just quiet just sat around had some nice food and uh so
0: that's it really you uh you kind of triggered a a memory and uh uh, we haven't even been going five minutes and i'm I'm already off on waffle alley but um you triggered a memory in my head of when i was younger and christmas for me when i was young i don't know about you but when i when i was younger and i I think anyone listening is when you're a child christmas is always very a very important time of the year not only because you think you're all going to get all the presents you want but it just because of the, the whole festive thing and you know father christmas and all that stuff but um i every year my parents would uh, take m- my my me and my brother to our grandparents and they lived yeah. um in the city in bristol it's about 20 miles away and uh, of course we'd go up there and all the fam- we had quite we got quite a large family and uh all, all the relations would be there in this you know this two-bedroom sort of you know house uh completely packed in and uh you know there'd be a, there'd be the telly the program the film's on the telly but the sound turned down and uh everyone's in there but no and here's the weird thing my relations my extended family was is quite large and a lot of children and there was a lot of children around that time especially in the sort of late 70s early 80s that were mm. in my age group and um but i didn't know any of them so it was like being in a place where you were related to these people, but you didn't really know them. And it was like, you know, you didn't really want to... I was quite um quite introverted young kid, and I didn't really sort of... Quite shy, you know? And I didn't really know what to say to these people. I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to sit here on the sofa and watch uh, The Spy Who Loved Me with the sound down, because that's the Christmas film or whatever. Whatever the film might have been. But, mm. yeah, it's I mean, I think with Christmas, it's just... When you get older, and I don't think it's about... I don't think it's about sort of becoming grumpy or anything like that, but I think that when you do get older, especially when you come out of your teenage years, because Christmas when I was a teenager was still fun, you know, but it was all about going around your mates' house and uh, you know drinking a bit of uh, Scotch Mac and uh, you mm. know a bit of a uh, bit of a bit of Malibu with some uh, with some orange juice, you know, whatever. Get raiding yeah. your your friend's dad's drinks cabinet. Don't know if mm-hmm. you ever did that, but uh,
1: yeah, once or twice, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, when you get older, I mean, when you—I mean, I wouldn't say I was—I uh, won't say I was a grumpy old git or nothing. But um, you do—you um, tend to sort of, when you get older, you tend to do a lot of reflecting, don't you? You tend to sort of sit yeah. there and reflect. You
1: yeah, it's, it's nice. I enjoyed my Christmas. Uh, yeah, I—you uh, get to a point where you're just like, do I want to spend Christmas hungover and? you know going out and drinking with all the christmas crowds and doing all a load of stuff or do i want to just have a nice relaxing time with my family sit around sit in front of the tv have a few drinks and just just have a nice relaxing time and you know I'm, i am think i'm at that stage now
0: you do yeah yeah you, you tend to, mm-hmm. you tend to sort of uh slow down a bit and uh uh you know i mean i, I must say though i do one of the things i do miss about um christmas time is mm-hmm. going out to the shops and seeing all the christmas shops and kind of hunting for presents and th- there's none of that anymore uh unless you go to and i mean yeah unless you go to a big city and uh where well, there's still lots of shops i mean i live in a small seaside town and our high street is pretty much decimated now uh, mm-hmm. apart from phone shops and a couple of travel agents and um uh and a and a greg's pie shop uh that's about yeah. it really and, and a pound shop
1: uh, but uh you know well I, I live quite close to the city center so it's i, I hate christmas shopping though. I, I leave it to the last minute even though it's that's the busiest time and i can't stand it mm. i usually try and do it all online but this week this year there was or oh, last year there was all those uh, postal strikes so i didn't yeah. even bother ordering anything online i just sort of just bought whatever i could in the shops at the last second and uh that was it really yeah, I'm not a big Christmas shopper, to be honest.
0: Well, as I say, I, I tend to sort of stay in now and do my own thing. And I do like uh, I, do, I know one thing I did watch this year. and I'm, We're going way off the paranormal topic, but I'm I'm steering us slowly back in, onto it was okay. I did watch. Um, I wasn't very well over Christmas, but I was well enough to sort of, uh, you know, vegetate on the sofa for two weeks and watch TV. I was OK that, uh, to do that. Uh, although I was in bed for a few days but as I started to recover I tell you what I did watch I watch every year I watch uh, a Christmas cow and that goes back to me being a kid and being in a play and it kind of is kind of imprinted in my head that that was that's what I have to watch every year and um every year I'll watch one and I won't always watch the same one um you know they've got your Patrick Stewart one and you've got uh, earlier one than that um and The Muppets one. The Muppets one. And there's loads athlete. of them. There's a cartoon one. Uh and this year I I heard someone talking about the one with um Guy Pearce in. Uh it was mm. uh, it was made a few years ago, but it was um had Guy Pierce, the guy from um you know, from neighbours and stuff like that. Uh, in Alien, um Prometheus and stuff. And uh he plays um Ebenezer Scrooge. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this one. You know, I'm, I found it. I'm gonna watch it. And I gotta say that I was like, wow, Guy Pierce play. It, that is such a dark version. It was a really, really dark version of a Christmas cow. It was uh, anyone that hasn't seen it, go and watch it. And you know, and it don't have to be at Christmas. You can just watch it. It, it is. I really enjoyed it. It really, when, really enjoyed when, it. When is that from? um it was it was it was a little i think it was a couple of years ago it wasn't recent it was a couple of years ago uh but guy Mm. pierce just put guy pierce christmas carol and it's uh uh really good it was um it was a kind of um i think it was a bbc um program like film thing it was like done like a film but really well done and um quite a little bit disturbing in places because what they did with him and his partner jacob marley is they 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 made them out to be not very nice people, the kind of people yeah. the way they got rich was they'd move in on like uh failing companies and they would buy them out for for small amounts of money to get them out of debt and then they would they would basically sell the company for massive profits or you know they, it, that sort of thing they were they were they were not very nice people, but it was he played the part really well um and you you saw throughout the film how he's he was changing and realizing you know i'm a bit of a bastard you know i need to change my life but uh mm-hmm. it was he did it really well I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of uh uh guy pierce and that kind of stuff i think he's a very underrated uh um
1: actor but uh yeah that oh, yeah. sounds interesting i might check that out i should got, christmas carol's a good story for like i quite like that uh what's that movie scrooged um you seen that no unless it's uh what
0: was the one with um what was his name from ghostbusters the the bill, dry, murray. bill murray he did one didn't he yeah scrooge. that's it that's yeah, scrooge yeah Scrooge is, yeah. is that one i remember
1: i remember watching it when i was a kid and really liking it yeah that's more of a
0: i think that's more of um i have to actually i have seen it i do remember seeing it but um uh it it's it's got an interesting take on the way that he plays you know, plays the character. But um but it's more sort of um different again. Once again it's different. Uh but yeah, yeah, it is, it is. I uh I, I can highly recommend uh um this this version of of uh, Christmas Carol. And it's very dark and uh some of the some of the bits in it are a little bit ooh, it it sort of you know, it makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. But that's good because that shows that it's getting the uh it's getting you sort of focused into the story and uh i do like the take they took on it so that was brilliant but i love all those kind of stories you know uh Mm -hmm. mr james and and all that lot i love all those kind of christmas stories but uh classic christmas stories i love them Mm -hmm. i i I love all that kind of stuff I, i i think that that's one great thing of i know it's you know christmas is gone now it's a few weeks away but i think that with christmas it kind of adds to it when you can you know you have those kind of things and you have those kind of stories and you know you're in and you're mm. watching a film and it's nice and warm uh if you can afford to have the gas on
1: that is because it's like a like <laughs> 90 pound an hour at
0: the moment whatever it is but you know what i
1: mean yeah but um, i find it strange that there's ghost stories associated with like like when did that become a tradition like having a ghost story at christmas because it Um, seems like i would say it seems to go against the whole spirit of it but yeah i I quite like that i would
0: say um off the top of my head i always um associate that kind of stuff with the victorian era era um Mm -hmm. and where you would um all sit around the fire um, because that, that that kind of retelling stories, right? I know retelling stories goes back a lot further than that, but I think that yeah. with retelling stories, um, it's a very social thing that we don't we don't really do anymore. And that's one of the things I yeah. like about uh, podcasting. That's what you know. That's what you do. That's you retell stories. You put you know you put your your your. your we do it in a modern way, but mm-hmm. when we go back a 100, 150 years. Uh, before telly um, before radio maybe there was radio but even before then you know where you would have a family and they would sit around the fire and the father or the mother would read a story uh, usually quite a scary story um, and that would then become a christmas story it's like it's weird it's weird how it's also weird how kind of horror and that kind of spooky aspect of i suppose with the ghosts and the paranormal it kind
1: of Mm -hmm. it fits in there just just perfectly so yeah i did i did a video about like um like weird things to do with santa um you know like going back to like it's like the pagan roots and what other cultures believe and there Mm -hmm. is a lot of like um almost the same as halloween how they believe like the veil between the spirit world is thinned on certain nights yeah there, there is some belief about that around christmas as well because it's sort of a it's a time when it's it's like starting to change like the night's starting to turn in is it like the longest night towards christmas something like end of that the year, yeah yeah because we have yeah. yeah
0: um we we got uh, the longest day and it's uh, the, and also uh, it's i think uh with christmas and with the end of the year and the cold, and the, and it gets dark early. Um, mm. I, I would. One of the things I would like to find out, and it would be great if I could just go to a database and tap it in. I'd like to see how many people experience paranormal phenomenon around the festive season, mm. and, and I don't mean oh, you know, I had a few too many baby shams or whatever, and I think yeah. I saw something. I'm on about you know people actually experiencing something like. Grandma came back, you know, I came down and grandma was uh, sat by the Christmas tree uh, and then she just poof was gone. But mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. And, and I would be interested yeah. to see how many people, you know, the festive, the festive time, I mean, yeah, even Halloween, you know, even like Halloween. Mm. And, and could those events in some way be a catalyst for people having these paranormal experiences? Because you, you mm-hmm. think about the paranormal, right? You think you think about ghosts and going. Like I can say, right, Tom, I've given you the keys. There is a house, uh, and it's got ghosts in it, and that's all. Here is your packed lunch. Go and investigate, and you are going to stay there all night. And you can go there, and I've already told you all that stuff, and you are kind of going there, going, "Oh God, there is a ghost. Then he's going to come out and he's going to haunt me and mm-hmm. stuff." And you go in there, and you might experience things, and then you immediately sort of attribute that to well that's the ghost it wants me to leave i'm off you know but yeah yeah you can yes. go to that house and not know nothing and you experience nothing you know so yeah is it am i am i the catalyst to you having an experience or have i primed something in you so that you then experience something that you wouldn't necessarily be susceptible to without you know foreknowledge mm. of something possibly happening
1: so yeah I, I, I so are you saying that like christmas when everyone's sort of gathered together they they all act as sort of like a catalyst for each other and possibly yeah
0: possibly mm,
1: I, I mean I, look it's dark it's
0: snowing mm. it's dark um it's cold right so you've got yeah. all of those things to keep you indoors right yeah and you want to nice and warm you're watching the telly and nothing better than oh, let's watch a scary film or let's do. Is that in some way all that? Not just one person doing that, but there's millions of people doing that throughout yeah, a whole, maybe. a whole country, or, or, or even I don't know, even even a greater number. If you got people all around the world doing it, I mean, I'm not oh no that mm. not everyone celebrates the festive seasons at the same time or they have it in the same way. But you know, I mean, like pockets of people. Is there a possibility where you know the festive season, the Halloween, um, could be more like you say, the thinning of the veils? Is there a reason Mm. for that because people?
1: Yeah, it could just be like a break from your routine as well. Like you, you go through your day every day, you know, and you just do the same. Like most people, just do the same thing day in day out, and then Christmas comes around, and suddenly everything changes. You know, all, all the shops are shut and everything on the TV is different and people sort of act different. They start getting together and having, and it's just sort of a break from your routine. And you might just sort of be in a different sort of state, be more susceptible. What's the word? Susceptible. Susceptible. Yeah. (laughs) susceptible to that sort of thing, or just be, you know, the fact that you're going through a different routine might mean you, you notice things differently. Or I'll tell you one thing I had, it was weird on New Year's Eve years ago. I was at my my wife's uh, like I was at my mother-in-law's house. We mm. were we were having like a party on New Year's Eve, and, and my parents were visiting again. And I had like one or two dr- drinks, but I wasn't drunk because yeah. I I wouldn't get mortal while my parents were there. So, yeah. it, and then we, we it was it gone midnight. I can't remember what time of night it was, but we, me and my wife and my parents walked outside to go back to our house and i was looking up at the sky because it was so clear and i noticed one the star moving I was okay like, oh, that's weird i thought it could be a satellite and then i noticed another one moving and then the more i looked i just noticed like it was like there was hundreds of stars all moving in different directions in the sky and i was saying to like like my parents were behind me and they were just chatting to like my mother-in-law you know they were all distracted i was like i was trying to get their attention i was like look look at this and they would and they just sort of glanced up and you know they did they just glanced up and didn't really take any notice you know they weren't really paying attention to what i was saying i was like look look at the stars what's going on but uh, i couldn't get anyone else to look it was it, you, you had to sort of stand there and look at the sky for a you know, a minute or two and then you'd, you'd notice all the stars were moving. It was such a weird experience and I wasn't on any drugs or I wasn't so drunk that I was just seeing double or anything like that. It was it was just a really weird experience and that was on a New Year's, that was after a, a party and po- possibly I was in some sort of diff- different mental state, I don't know. Well, I think um, you're right, you're right in what you say. When you
0: have, you're not in the sort of humdrum and you know that you've got a little bit of time off you know from doing the nine to five or whatnot and you're able mm. to see your friends and family and you know that the you know you, you can give people presents and it just it's this different mindset it puts you in a a more sort of uh, relaxed open sort of mindset and i know that there are people out there that it has the opposite effect on i mean there are people out there that christmas time and festive seasons they're like oh i hate this i just hate it you know and i and I kind of get a little bit like that sometimes with Christmas, where especially stressed out on things, and uh, you know, oh, I just want it to be over. You know, you get to a point where uh, you you get that kind of, you know, you going back to work, and you get that kind of work anxiety where you think that you w- want Christmas to continue or you want this holiday to continue, but you don't want to go back to work, and you do, but you want to go back to work because you don't want to be with nothing to do so it, I think it has a different effect on different people and it affects people mm-hmm. differently and I think that what you've just said is that that is interesting because when when you are outside and you're looking around you're thinking that's a bit weird other mm-hmm. people are well it doesn't I'm you know I don't I'm not interested I'm not interested yeah. you know yeah. so clearly uh, I don't see any I glanced up I saw nothing and uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna go about my business and I think that you know that that's just different people i think that you know there's some people stand around and look and others don't Mm. and i think that that's um a human nature you know it's uh i mean it's like at the moment i mean i was going to ask you uh what what do you think about um i mean you know planet earth is a bit all topsy-turvy at the moment and uh we're having uh you know in the last sort of year these uh ufo sightings things in the sky have, have grown rapidly And more and more people are seeing stuff. And it's uh, even the governments of the world are like, well, you know what? We don't we don't really know what this is. Um, And, you know, so do you think that that could possibly have some,
1: you know, is it are they? What do you think they are? I don't know. It's the thing is, when the government comes out with something, I'm immediately suspicious. And I think, what are you up to? This is a load of rubbish um but i know from my own personal experience and this might just because again i'm slightly out of my routine i got a dog last year and i'm out walking the dog at night i've seen some unusual things in the last few months in the sky oh that, to t- me to me it's as if there's an increase in activity but i don't know like the, the things that they um are coming out like in the media and the government they a lot of it's um like historic accounts as well, yeah. though, isn't it? It's, it's like they're saying, yeah, we, we've been sitting on this for years, but we, we know these things are out there and we've just not been telling anyone. So, well, here's the thing. I, um, I love, I love a good ghost story.
0: Um, mm. I love all these paranormal things. I, I just find it fascinating, but the only thing I can attest to that I experienced, um, which I knew I mean, I have had experiences with what I would call unexplained or paranormal phenomenon, but I can never say for sure exactly what that was. Apart from the EVP experiments where it was voices, I cannot say what they were. I just knew that it was weird, you know. But with Mm -hmm. the UFO side of things, I did see something with my friend and my dad. And my dad attested because he looked through the binoculars at them and he said... They're like spinning tops they're like mexican hats and really bright and yeah there was three of them and they were there for about 10 minutes and they shot off and well two of them went well, quite slowly but the, the top one shot off at incredible speed just straight up in the sky and it was gone now i don't know what that was but it sparked my interest in in ufos and, and aliens and i Arthur c clark and all that stuff you know mysterious world and 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 from that point on one of the red flags that i've seen in the last few years and it's it's true what you say when the governments are like come out and say well we we don't really know what it is that's a red mass for me that's a massive red flag because they're now they, they they're now changing they've changed it from ufo to uap and everyone not everyone but most people that are in the spotlight and now using uap and that tells me mm-hmm. how easily people can be conditioned to use a different phrase or a different way of explaining something because what they're doing in a way is they're changing the whole phenomenon and what they're saying is well those ufos uh, that's a lot of nonsense i don't know what all that is but that's this is uaps this is what we're studying this is the phenomenon that we're studying it's the same thing yeah. it's the same yeah. thing
1: i just yeah. don't I suppose, get I suppose in a way it's it's more like the the term ufo sort of implies that it's a solid thing whereas yeah. when you say uap it's a phenomenon that could be <laughs> it could be swamp gas or anything because well, it? yeah. it's, it's almost like a way of saying oh it could just be a, a trick of the light or it's 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 almost like it's not implying that there's an actual physical thing there in the sky which i don't know whether there is but it's it kind of i don't know whether it minimizes it or whether it just sort of broadens out the the terminology a bit but well i had um i had kristen
0: on which was a few episodes ago uh last year and we got chatting about this actual subject and i came up with a a possibility. Now I might not be the person that has said this before. It was just something that popped into my head. And and uh we were talking about UFOs and uh, I said I said well maybe with all the stuff, all the mental things that are going on on this planet right now and all the mm. crazy people, the crazy leaders that are doing crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And no one's willing to da- to sit down and have a chat and sort it out, you know? Maybe the pr- and P- and, th- and all these ufo sightings are going crazy and people are saying oh we're seeing loads of sightings and they're coming up to us and they're going up to warships and going No, we're here maybe yeah. those um th- those unexplained phenomenon maybe that's a byproduct of planet earth maybe that's planet earth saying do you know what guys i've had a bit enough of this so you need to sort yourselves out Maybe Gaia, Mother Gaia, Mother Earth, Mother Earth yeah. maybe had enough and saying, uh, mm. I'm going to send out my little messengers um, to let you know that, you know, you are merely guests on this ball of water. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, and you I don't know. I mean, I'm just simply spectating, you know, spectating and speculating, because I, I think that's all you can do with this phenomenon is you can spectate. You can't change it in any way. We mm. seem to be powerless to do anything apart from just look at it and you know it's not even how can i say you know if you go back um 40 years and uh you interview someone that saw uh an an alien okay and then they'll say oh yeah it was in a park and i was walking my dog and you know jeffrey the dog stopped and barked and there was an alien there and i saw him with his spaceship and he had a suit on and he said come here and I went and saw him and he said, sort yourself out. Look after planet Earth. Go and tell people. They always had a message, didn't they? They always gave a message. Yeah. So we don't seem to be getting that anymore. Maybe we've gone beyond that. Maybe we've gone beyond that sort of, uh, we've crossed that line in the sand.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah.
0: I don't know. But I, I think I think uh, that's, that's the longest introduction that we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but um i i think everyone's going to be uh we have got something uh, more content on this episode and uh, i picked some um uh, interesting uh, two little interesting cases for this episode moving along uh and it, they are um missing people but they're not they're not going to just be any missing people now of course anyone out there give a bit of background uh anyone out there who's who's looked into the paranormal the unexplained there's going to be lots of cases out there where people just vanish where you know a hunter goes into the forest with other people and uh, they you know they're doing their thing and then all of a sudden one of them vanishes and they find them later on weeks on in a very strange place or they never find them again and there's been many cases around the world not just it seems to be centered in the national parks in america and one of the researchers who has written done films on it He's written books on it. David Pallades. He's even got a YouTube channel. Ex-police officer. He's looked into this uh, quite deeply. And he's come up with some very interesting theories. um, And also why the national parks won't give figures. And they won't talk about it. They just don't want to know. When you start to poke and prod and say, look. They do like, no, no, no. We don't want to talk about it. So that's, once again, another red flag. Uh, You know. Um, So... Are you How familiar are you with this whole missing people thing?
1: I'm not hugely familiar with it, to be honest. Um, the, the one thing I have seen is that someone made a map of America and they put all the cases of the missing people and then they overlaid a map of the cave systems over the top and it was almost like, it was almost like a, a like for like match, like yeah. all these clusters of missing people were around deep cave systems as if there was something to do with the caves that was causing people to go missing. Not, I don't know whether they, there was something in there drawing them in. Or
0: Well, interesting you uh, mentioned caves because one of these accounts has got a cave in it um okay yeah so uh like
1: like you were talking about before mother earth it could be some strange uh phenomena going on around these uh chasms into the into the earth
0: itself intriguing and i do think that um like anything um you've always got to put your skeptical hat on as well as Mm. your open-minded hat and um you've also got to look at it from both sides of the fence and i do think that there are cases out there where people have gone into the forest With other, even with other people, and they've had a mishap. They've maybe fallen down, or or an animal has attacked them, uh, and they've been dragged off. Especially younger children, uh, and uh, they've had uh, like you know been injured, and they've sadly passed away. And their bodies Mm -hmm. is such a vast area. These these places are huge, and um, they never they never heard from again. They just it is as if they've just been erased from the uh, face of the earth. But there are other people that have gone into these great wilderness areas that have experienced phenomenon. They've experienced yeah. stuff. They've had uh places where they've gone into places and suddenly all the animals around them have gone quiet and it's gone deadly quiet.
1: And yeah, that's, that's a common thing, isn't it? Yeah. Paranormal experience, just that silence suddenly drops. I've heard that so many times about yeah. weird phenomena. Now, uh,
0: but the thing is that... Um, the there was a hunter and his wife and they were in the forest and they were on these uh, uh, there's like a they go on these like raised platforms they stay on these raised platforms for, for yeah. hours on end waiting for their whatever they're hunting to, to come along and uh, I think it was the wife they had an experience when they were in the forest and suddenly she said all of the forest in the vicinity went deadly quiet and it just everything stopped and it was deadly quiet and the, f- the feeling was if as if something was moving passing through the forest and she took some pictures with a phone camera and when she reviewed the pictures you could see a um it was almost like a uh you remember the film uh, predator when it was went mm. into sort of um it went into its kind of invisible mode where it kind of distorted the uh the background where it moved it was almost yeah. like there were areas in the picture where the background looked, you know, out of phase as if something was mm-hmm. moving through the shrubbery, um, passing through the area where it was, you know, changing and distorting the background. And I remember that. There was oh, that nice. was that was many years ago. But there are other cases where uh. people have been in areas, not just large uh, forest uh, you know, national parks. I'm on about smaller forests. There's a case in um I think it's uh, Epping Forest in London where people have had um, experiences where they've been walking their dogs and they're suddenly their animals have become very frightened and they won't go (laughs) any further. And uh, runners have also been felt like they've been uh, being followed, uh, being pushed um, and getting the um, immense feeling of anxiety um, and panic. Mm. Like that fear that you get when you're in a situation, you've got to get get away. Um, So, yeah.
1: There's something I, who knows? I what had, it is. I had an experience the other day with my dog doing that actually. Really? I'll tell you, this was this a, a slightly odd thing and I don't know what it was. I was walking my dog and it wasn't like a wooded area. It was just this little grassy area by, by my house and there was a tree up ahead and it was dark. So, you know, I couldn't really see what was going on, but I could see a light in the tree. This yeah. tree like off in the distance and it was moving around bobbing around in the tree and it was just I, d- I don't know what was going on i got my phone out and tried to zoom in on it to see yeah. what it was and it was so dark my f- my phone was just picking up like it was just so grainy you couldn't really see but you could see this light bobbing around in this tree and i said like, that's interesting i'm gonna get close but my, my dog would just n- not go anywhere closer towards this tree we were you know good 10 20 meters away i'd say and my dog would just stopped and would just not go any closer to this thing and it was just a little light in the tree i, I don't even think she could see it but it was like she could sense there was something weird well yeah i so, think yeah. animals
0: much more sensitive to their to the environment than we are mm. um i think that you know with animals i think that um we kind of you know we want we but we blunder around and sort of you know we we you know, sometimes we know it's stuff but we've lost a lot of that um instinct over the years where mm. we become sort of you know we've become sort of uh desensitized to our environment i think with animals i think because they're they're much more in tune mm. with their environment that they pick up on stuff like that um yeah. and i think that when you you know you have animals so another interesting thing is going off of you know this tangent again but with animals when you take them into uh, old buildings and you know they, they start barking at a wall and mm-hmm. you think what are they barking at what 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 can they see there that i can't see well they're obviously yeah. picking up on something um and yeah, yeah. whether they're trying to bring your attention to it or um or they're trying to scare it away but there are other animals that go into buildings and they'll get so scared that they just will whimper and just won't move so mm-hmm. there's something affecting them uh whether it's yeah. environment or it's something in there that we're not picking up on you know
1: mm. i've noticed i've noticed my dog like her ears will prick up and then she'll be like looking up the stairs there's no one else in the house at the time you know my wife will be out at work or something and she'll just be like looking like looking intently up the stairs and i'm thinking mm. what you're looking at there's nothing there I or think, I,
0: just yeah, I just think that animals just pick up on stuff, and mm. we're, you know, we we could uh, we 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 just haven't got a chance because you know we're in our little bubbles. But anyway, let's let's just jump. Yeah, into sorry, I, I, no, I, no, no, that's, that's fine. Another diversion. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, <laughs> fine. that's, fine. that's fine. I'm going to jump <laughs> in the first. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you this story. Uh, I, I purposely okay. now, listeners, I purposely haven't told Tom uh, any about anything about these stories, these accounts because. I wanted to get his um just wanted to get his reaction, you know, because they are, you know, you know me. Uh when Tom's on, I tried to find some really weird stories and I got some weird stories. So, our first one comes from uh September the 6th, 1937, Oak Grove, uh Arkansas. And it's uh based around a young girl called uh, Florence Jackson. She's only a few years old. She's not like uh I think she's Three, I think she's three years old, something like that, three or four years old. Um, so they are going on a they're going on a car trip, and uh, they're going to visit them. The mother has got a um, a brother who owns a sawmill, and they're going to go for like a family day out and visit the brother and have a look at his sawmill. So they all pile in the car, and so it was the mother and father, um, the grandparents. They were in the car. And the young girl, and they drive to the, um, the the location. But because the location is kind of way out in the middle of nowhere, they can only go so far by car. And they decide that uh, they must park the car up and do the last stretch of the journey on on foot, which is like walking through like a wooded area. There's like a pathway, and it and it takes them to the mill because this mill place was in the middle of nowhere. So Florence, okay, she was wearing uh some new shoes. She had some new like red shoes she was wearing. And uh she started walking with her parents. Now the grandparents decided to stay in the car and wait. So they stayed in the vehicle and the mum and the dad and Florence got out of the car and started to do this walk all the way to the um to the brothers brother you know, the the mum's brother's sawmill. And um They start doing a walk and they get they get a little way in about a mile or something like that and the little girl she's complaining it's her feet are hurting and can she go back to the car because her her feet are hurting and so her mum says okay well it's just a straight line run back to the car and stay with your grandparents while we go and see you know your uncle whatever uh so off florence goes Back to the car, um, and nothing nothing more was said. So the parents go off, see see their relatives, their, their uncle and that, have a little chat, a cup of tea or whatever, and they take a walk back, and they walk back to the car. And as they're walking back to the car, they're looking, and they can see the grandparents in the car, but they can't see the little girl with the door. And they get back to the car, and they say to the grandparents, um, where's Florence? And they're like, she was with you she left with you and then they explain well yeah but she, her feet were hurting, so we sent her back to the car she wanted to come back to stay with you so that she could take her shoes off um no she never arrived she didn't come back so immediately they're calling for her and thinking oh god where's she gone you know wandered off what's happened um they decide to call the um like the emergency services because obviously you know it's a big area and they're worried that you know what's happened to her Mm. so the authorities got together over 700 people searchers and rescuers to search this area it was a you gotta remember it's quite a big area and they they search they they search in this whole area right Uh, after a little while they one of the one of the searchers they find something they find her um they find her shoes Okay, and then a little Mm. a little further way in, they find her. She was wearing like stockings, like leggings. Um, They find those and they're on like a ledge, but they're they are some distance apart, almost like she was undressing as she walked Mm -hmm. up this ledge. Yeah. Right now. So they find these pieces of clothing. Right. So they go into um, uh, continue the search the following day. And on the following day, um, they'd been like, they'd, over the time it was. Just, you got to remember that this area is suffering from heavy rain, and it was quite bad weather. So the following day, they do a little bit more of a search, and uh, they find a um, uh, a piece of like her dress on a on like a, a, a bush, a prickly bush. So they realise that they, you know, they're on the um, they're on the right route to where she might be, the area. Um, but obviously they also find it a bit weird that they're finding bits of her clothing why is she uh, in an area where it's been raining it's wet it's wooded why is she taking her clothes off what's what's going on there mm-hmm. so it's on september the 10th right now remember that she went missing on uh, september the 6th so it's the fourth the fourth day right so on uh, september the 10th mrs goodwin right a farmer's wife Uh, They lived four miles away from the area where Florence went missing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, She spotted a young half dressed girl on the other side of the creek, which ran at the back of their property, which was the farm property. Right. And this girl was calling out to the to the lady. Right. To get her attention. So the lady sort of waded into the creek to get the girl. And they noticed that Florence was carrying with her a tomato and some edible weeds right and in one hand some weeds in the other and uh, her dress well what was left of it was all kind of disheveled and ripped she was covered in little cuts and nicks she wasn't wearing any shoes bare feet okay so the lady gets the girl and she gets re- reunited with her family she, Florence gets taken to the hospital because they obviously want to do medical checks on her and make sure she's physically okay. No, only because she has been out in the cold, in the wet. You know, hypothermia or whatever. Uh, she's physically fine apart from uh, physical cuts on her. You know that that's that's all that's wrong with her. Anyway, so the the thing is right. All right, uh, the thing is that uh, it, it gets from this point on it starts to get uh, a bit weird, right? A bit sort of um, like the sort of thing you would get in like a, a creepy film.
1: Right.
0: So uh, Really pretty creepy, to be honest. Right. So when the, 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 the authorities, right, they come to talk to her and they want to have a chat with her because they want to find out uh, where she's been and why she took all her clothes off, basically um so she tells right that um she Florence tells the story of how she got lost and she says that she found herself in the forest and that the first night she spent in a log and and another night she spent spent in a tree and then on the third night she spent that on a flat rock okay and the fourth night she spent in a cabin with a black man and a black woman deep in the hills okay all right now so potentially a couple had found her and given her some shelter i suppose i don't know but anyway the the strange thing was that um this this couple um she tells how the 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 couple gave her um, some food they gave her a cot to sleep in and uh that in the morning they fed her and then they told her it's time to leave you must go <laughs> all right and okay s- florence got quite angry about this because she didn't want to leave i suppose because she felt safe and she hit yeah. out at them but they said no you must leave and they basically i remember that over 700 people searched this area previous in the previous four days and not one of them reported seeing a cabin in the woods okay so that would have been that would come like this is a wooded area and it's quite densely wooded so an open area with a cabin would have been quite you know quite a sort of uh standing out so yeah so this is the story that 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 Florence tells and this is the story that she told her parents and this is what you know she told the authorities um Mm. one thing so we, we, well, she some, didn't
1: say anything about removing her clothes
0: No, she just said that she found herself in the woods and um, and then she, tell, she she relayed how she slept in different places and then on the fourth night mm. this couple um, she was with in the cabin with this couple. So there were parts of the story that she wasn't very forthcoming with but yeah. um, here are some um, interesting uh, questions that I ask myself and others have asked, right? Right. How was she able to walk a small child through dense woodland Mm
1: -hmm. over
0: four miles, okay? Yeah. So that the uh, lady, uh, the farmer's wife, was able to see her. How was Mm -hmm. she also... Barefoot as well. Barefoot. How was she also Mm -hmm. able to transverse that area in heavy rain with hardly any clothes on
1: yeah
0: all right also how did she know what plants to eat what plants were edible and what plants mm. might have made her very very sick i mean we know what tomatoes are you can have a bite of a tomato and go yeah that's all right but she had like edible oh. weeds and stuff
1: so yeah got... but do, do tomatoes grow in the woods like where did she get that from
0: well i don't know a random tomato plant in the forest i don't know do they I
1: that sounds like i don't know whether that happens in arkansas but i've never i've never seen a wild tomato plant like just growing i i would somebody
0: from arkansas would have to tell us yeah. about that maybe well, maybe
1: she maybe she got it from the cabin or something possibly,
0: possibly. maybe they gave her a tomato but um i mm-hmm. was going to say that they must have given us some stuff to eat because how would she know what to eat what what to pick yeah. up and what to eat uh but anyway my so my last question is who are the people in the cabin? Mm-hmm. Why did they not contact the emergency services? Yeah, Why did they weird. not ask where she come from? And why she had any, you know, why was she was so disabled and why was it the keenness to get, you know, usher her out the door and get rid of her? And why did nobody that was doing a search ever find that cabin?
1: Mm. It's
0: a very strange
1: one. Yeah. That. But, and why did, why, why do wasn't she attacked by some kind of, carnivorous animal because surely there's something in those woods it does happen
0: to eat her. yeah it does happen yeah. um there are many cases where small children have gone off the track and a uh, mountain lion has grabbed them and stuff like mm. that it does happen and because of a little kid very light they've gone and whisked away in an instant um yeah. and these animals they they know how to be quiet they know how to sneak through the woods because that's their job you know um but that's the first uh, case which is very um i mean that happened back in It was in the paper and everything back then it was 1937 oak grove yeah um Mm -hmm. very very interesting but here's another one i got another one this is um mount shasta area uh Fowlers campground northern california and this happened in 2011 so i picked another one which was up to date and now the, the the young the young kiddie in question um he his parents are quite protective over him at the time and they didn't want his name being published so they just called him john doe uh, three years old so the obviously the parents withheld the child's name uh the family were camping in the area uh when the this is when the young boy suddenly vanished um he was uh they were put basically pitching tents to camp the, the, the young child was you know playing and stuff and he just he disappeared he was gone mm. uh, they looked for him you know they looked for him for a while and then they decided that they had to contact somebody they contacted the authorities and uh, it, it was a five, five hours into the search uh, one of the deputies found the boy not far from the campsite the boy was hiding curled up under a bush um, calling for help um, and the child the child was then obviously returned to his family. Now. How, how long was he missing? Sorry, I was five hours.
1: Five so, hours. Okay. So he was
0: gone for five hours. Mm-hmm. They found him on a, off of a slightly off of a track uh, curled up under a large bush. Right. right? Um, like calling for help. All right. So you could say without skipping on, you could say. I've done it, you've most probably done it, and people listening to this have most probably done it. When you were a little, little kiddie, I've done it. When you were a little kiddie, I got, I got lost on the beach. And I knew the area where my parents were because they purposely set up their little beach thing by the pier. They said, if you hmm. get lost, just come back to the pier because we we're going to be there. I didn't. I went completely the opposite way i panicked and i just ran thinking oh if i keep running i'm gonna find my parents i ended up right down the other end of the beach like half a mile away and it wasn't some beach warden found me uh and then obviously walked me back and eventually found my parents but when you're a little kiddie you just kind of panic a little bit don't you you don't think you're not you know i'm not saying that all children don't think logically but i didn't think logically i was a little kid you know
1: yeah when you I, panic you don't especially when you're a kid
0: so that could have happened to this little kid he could have like mm-hmm. gone oh i don't know where i am i'm gonna just jump under this bush and have a little cry
1: yeah
0: maybe call for some help but we don't know well hang on a minute we we might know because apparently a little bit more happened to him to upset him than uh what what just getting just getting lost so three weeks later okay after this had all happened the the little boy had kind of you know returned to reasonably to normal and uh he went to visit his grandma right and uh his grandma was still a little bit intrigued as to where what happened because she she felt that something else was there something else happened she just felt that it was a bit weird you know Hmm. so um the the grandma said look you know what happened you know what happened because he's a little three-year-old boy so you got to be you know you've got to ask him in a certain way what happened and he said well there is the thing grandma this is what happened he, he said um in in a three-year-old way you know i'm just being a bit more grown up but uh he said what happened was um the evil version of you took me and uh what? yeah yeah he said uh the bad grandma took me uh, I I met her on the on the path, and she took my hand, and uh, and and took me away, and she's like thinking um. she's thinking, oh, okay, this is a bit weird, so yeah. she's she inquires a bit more, and it gets weirder. So the bad grandma um, took took him away, which looks just like the normal grandma, but she's the bad version. Uh, mm-hmm. So she took him away and she led him into the into the woods, off the path. Into a forested area, a wooded area, and uh, into a, a, a cave, like a cave entrance, right? And, right. He, and he went into the cave with the grandma, and uh, he, he, he noticed that there were lots of bags and old rifles in the cave covered in dust. He said that they were like, you know, uh, camping bags, hiker bags, and they had like um, uh, cobwebs on them, Right. And now he's a three year old boy, right? So I'm, I'm, I, that's really kind of, he's taking notice, you know? But he says he sees these bags with cobwebs on them and he sees old pistols and rifles and stuff uh, that look, 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 look very old, right? Right. So this is where things get even, um, even weirder. He then notices a, a small amount of people stood at the back of the cave uh, next to each other, slightly spaced apart, few men, few women. And uh, he said they looked a bit, um, they were, they were motionless. They were like, they were like statues, but he said they all had um, very strange, uh, twisted expressions on their faces. Um, Mm. And they didn't say anything. They didn't make any moves. They were just totally still. Then, uh at this point he realized okay he realized that his grandma wasn't actually a person mm. but he didn't then realize that his grandma was a robot <laughs> okay now i'm right. i'm just re- i'm just relaying what it says here he realizes yeah. that his grandma's a robot the bad grandma is a is a you know is a robot and uh and he notices that her face looks different it looks shiny like uh synthetic Mm. Uh, and he starts to get quite um quite scared and upset he wants to go he wants to leave right so then now this is this is the weirdest part not that it's already a bit weird but this is the most weirdest part right he the the bad grandma the robot grandma whatever you want to call it right uh asked to see her his stomach and he, and pulls his shirt up to look at his stomach to feel his stomach and then right she seems a little annoyed apparently annoyed with him and she pulls out this sheet of what he said was like paper right and she wants him to go to the toilet on this paper No, right? <sighs> now, now right. he, he won't you know he can't right he starts to get more upset and so the, the bad grandma gets angry and tells him, you know, sort yourself out and takes him back out uh, and leads him to this bush and says, go under there, stay there. Someone will come for you. And then she goes, right? She leaves. Right. And then he's all, all upset and crying. And, of course, shortly after, one of the deputies finds him. Now, that's weird isn't it? that's a weird story now when the grandma um spoke to the parents about it said listen uh little little johnny little john doe is uh he's told me a bit of a uh, you know bit of a crazy story and the parents are like yeah we've heard it as well now please don't ever tell it anyone and don't ask him any more questions about it and don't speak about it again oh, okay. completely shut her down right completely shut her down and she thought Okay, that's a bit weird. Mm. And and so you think, right? You think that uh, that's where the story ends, yeah? But here's the thing, right? Weeks before John, John Doe, went missing, the grandmother was out camping in the same area when she also had an experience. She awoke, right, to find herself face down in the dirt And also Mm. what she felt or seemed to be a small puncture wound in the center of the top of her neck, just above her collar line. And she can never couldn't explain that. And this is why she was interested in what the young boy had experienced, because a few weeks before that, she had had experience in that area where she'd found, Mm. you know, she was out camping with friends. She woke up face down in the dirt. And she noticed a a small indentation in the back of her neck. Um, so that's the account. Um,
1: what do you, what do you think? The aliens? What, what, what what's going uh, on there? So, it sounded yeah. I mean, it sounds like this is what I immediately thought was when you said that about the punch in the neck. They've yeah. taken something from her, yeah, and they've created some kind of grandmother clone. And when they were trying to get him to go to the toilet on a bit of paper that that was possibly another attempt to harvest dna a medical procedure something like that that's weird or it could be um you know some kind of doppelganger i know i always bring up fairies and things but there is a weird fairy phenomena of uh yeah of um it's called the, the fetch where it's a, a creature that it's like a spirit but it look it looks like a living person yeah and they're, they're used to lure people away and they can take them into caves or some strange underground lair and then they do weird things to them it also made me think of that so very odd i'm think- it doesn't. it doesn't sound like sort of thing like you know a kid would might make up a story but it's it's got so many like weird details in there like yeah. why would the kid just make up like being told to go to the toilet on a bit of paper and yeah all these guns with cobwebs on them and people standing at the back of the cave that are motionless there's, there's so many like weird elements in that story it's, it's just it's, they all sound like they
0: all kind of tie in don't they to the kind of missing people phenomenon mm. where individuals go missing and uh, sometimes you'll only find uh, maybe their bag or you'll only find a shoe um yeah. or you'll only find part of you know their belongings they'll never find the person or you'll find the person and there i mean there's one case where a hunter was out and he uh, went missing they found his um uh his 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 um buggy his four by four buggy thing that he rode and um then they eventually found him, and he was halfway up a tree he he was deceased um they said that they'd, he'd obviously passed there wasn't any um you know there was no bike marks or anything on him um but the weird thing was that his his um his clothes were on inside out oh so th- immediately um that's that's a massive red flag i mean, are you? unless you're disorientated and you take your clothes off and then put them back on and you're in some sort of delirium where you, you're not really physically conscious of what you're doing. Um, but how do you get halfway up a tree and then die of like what of hypothermia or whatever? Um, and then your clothes are all inside out. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you go back to, um, abduction cases where people have, um, uh, you know, an experience, because that's all you can say is an experience, whether it's a, a physical experience or a mental experience, where they wake up and they've got garments on, clothes on, which are clearly been put on, been taken off, and been put on. There's a case where mm-hmm. uh, two individuals, uh, the A, I think A fifty six or the A, it's uh, two guys on a road, middle of nowhere. They have an experience. They see a light. Um, they think nothing of it. And then they decide they start one of them starts having these weird dreams, like disturbing nightmares. And he, he gets he gets so freaked out that he goes to see a um, a regressionist through. He contacts a UFO chap and who, who studies it and they send him to a hypno regression and they gets regressed and they find out that they were, abs- they were abducted. And um, one of the things was that he noticed when he got home. Uh, from from the, his experience that some of his garments were on the wrong way around and he thought well what's going on here why is these you know why are these clothes the wrong way around so that mm-hmm. can be in itself um uh, quite terrifying uh but th- that's a, like you know that's a red flag Someone's someone's undressed you and dressed you and it you know you think about these little beings or whatever uh for example uh, Streber, cabin in the woods um uh ufo stuff um poltergeist kind of stuff and he said that on numerous occasions he felt that there were there was something in in his cabin walking around or stood yeah. in the rooms watching him but he he could feel it but he couldn't see it and he was just waiting yeah. for something to move so he felt that it was invisible
1: yeah, to, yeah. It,
0: to it was it wasn't in his field of vision his spectrum of vision so whatever it is was able to you know mimic itself outside of our field of vision so that we were we couldn't see it you know so I think that there's a connection I don't know how you feel but I do think that with, that with missing people with the UFO phenomenon
1: mm-hmm. paranormal in general that there is a crossover there's a massive crossover oh, yeah yeah I mean what you were saying there about something walking around I've heard and you, you, you touched on this a bit at the beginning where you, you said somebody saw it almost like it it would look like the predator when yeah. he goes invisible <laughs> I've heard people – I've listened to a few podcasts of people talking about their experience with, like, um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch-type characters, mm-hmm. and some of those have said that they've encountered Bigfoot that can go invisible or sort of render themselves in a way that yeah, nothing, I, yeah. nothing around them will see them. Yeah. And, you know, whether whether they, they actually did meet a Bigfoot or whether it was just – Some some entity that manifested like that. I don't know, but yeah, it's that's all ties together. I
0: think. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole uh, kettle of fish in itself. I I think that with with Bigfoot with the Bigfoot phenomenon. There's so many aspects to that that's uh, multi-levelled. It's, it's it's completely multi-levelled, and so many people out there. It's getting to the point now where there's enough people that have had experiences. Not all of those people are liars. Not all of those people are are you know um, misidentifying something. They are seeing something, and mm-hmm. even people like yeah. police officers and uh, people have had face-to-face contact with these things. And it's like it's it's almost like these um, beings are. They're completely aware of you, and they're like they look at you like, yeah, I'm here. What are you gonna do about it? I'm off now, and it's it's yeah. kind of like they know that no one's gonna believe you anyway, so they just carry on and do their thing. I mean, I, I'm getting, uh, they're getting tree knots back, and mm-hmm. individuals recording, um, what sounds like a language. It sounds like uh, a group of, uh, Bigfoots having a chat, you know? Yeah, yeah. In some sort of gobbledygoopy language but it's it sounds like language uh so yeah i i just i think you know when it comes to the woods and forests and stuff they are yeah. you know they are places to be respected and especially when you go out into large wooded areas or you know like national forests or national parks you've got to treat it with a lot of i mean even here even over here we haven't got a lot of open land left but Places like, um, um, you know, there there are places like, you know, Epping Forest and Cannock Mm. Chase. Plenty of weird stuff has gone on there where people have had experiences. Well, poltergeist phenomenon, rocks being thrown. uh, Have you read any of... um paul sinclair's truth proof books um he's some good stuff i i haven't at the moment I, it's on my list to do because i'm hopefully yeah. paul is going to come on as a guest at some point so oh, i, I oh, need yeah. to
1: read at least one of his books from cover to cover so i'm completely yeah they're good they've got loads of weird things in woods he's got a documentary coming out soon oh, is he? About, um it's called Wolflands. And i know he's busy like, i know he's very busy yeah yeah i watched some of his podcasts and he's He's working on a documentary and it's all about like um werewolf sightings or big big wolf man type things in yeah. around this north north yorkshire area where all this strange stuff happens well and there's all these people that have seen these dog-headed men and strange yeah. things you know I, there's
0: a case um there's one of those actually a case from uh, in canic chase where i think it was mm. canic chase there was a young uh, couple um, um a mother father and a daughter and uh, they um they'd moved to the area and they were in the local pub and the father was uh, looking for work and they got chatting to a couple of people a couple of guys and they said well, we can get you some work uh, why don't you come for a round of golf tomorrow morning and uh, we'll we'll have a chat we'll talk business uh, so they went father the next day went for a round of golf and the mother said well while you're having your golf chat your business chat um i'm going to take our daughter and we're going to go for a little walk in the area there uh, you know and we're we'll going to have a picnic so near the near the golf course and then after you've had your round of golf we'll meet up and we'll go home so they're having a they're having a chat and it just so happens that the round of golf the hole that they were on was near where the daughter and the the wife was having a um uh having their picnic and they the, the the guys heard all this screaming and commotion. They ran over to the to the forest area, the bush area where the uh they could hear it, and it was his wife, and he thought "Oh, you know what's going on?" he said and she said, "It's got our daughter, it's got our daughter." and apparently the daughter was uh with them, and this uh large beast, hairy wolf-like creature ran out from the bushes, grabbed the girl, and ran into the other bushes and the girl was like fought and fighting and stuff, and she broke free. And she said it was this large, uh, like, wolf-like, dog-like man thing that ran out and grabbed her and tried to pull her into the bushes. Um, God. Anyway, so what happened was she had quite a bad cut on her, um, on her hand. So they took mm. her straight to the hospital, right? And they, they cleaned it and they put, a, a, like, a dressing on it. Uh, and that was that, okay? But a few days later, and right. this is where it gets a little bit, um, like, werewolfy. Because a few days later... Uh, they go to clean they go to change the dressing, they pull the dressing away and she notices these thick like hairs on the cut. And oh, of course she gets worried and they go back to the hospital thinking it's infected with something. So they look at it and they treat it and put some stuff on, they pull these hairs out, they put them out and and then they treat it again, cover it up, and it's fine, it heals fine. But what was all that about? Was she? Was, was it? Was she turning into a werewolf? What? what?
1: <laughs> was it? Actually, like, did they know it was growing out of the thing? Or well, was, and they just thought it was like, weird. They they thought,
0: oh, you know, uh, maybe it's something that got caught in there. But yeah, yeah and then they cleaned so it again. Say, my,
1: my, like I know, yeah. from having a dog in my house, the hair gets everywhere. And like, you know, you lift up something, and there'll be hair. Like you think, how's how's dog hair got there? So if they had a dog in the house, maybe something could have got in. But that's
0: weird. Yeah right. so uh yeah another there's lots of cases where individuals have seen uh, another chap was driving um uh, home i think he was driving home one evening and he was uh, noticed this large uh, oversized dog on a hill um mm. which was basically stood there motionless looking over the road and he was so bewildered by it but he pulled over um and got in to have a look and he noticed that the the most weirdest thing was that it From where he was looking at the dog, he said that the eyes were glowing as if they were like, you know, like a, a devil dog, you know? Yeah. and then it and then White it shook. just off it went ran into the the woodland so yeah it's mm. a lot of uh weird stuff going on but yeah, yeah i would like to get um i'd like to get paul on uh, an episode and talk about his um his books because he does cover a quite a, a wide variety of stuff but oh, yeah, um yeah. but he does do a lot of like really in-depth research as well so uh, i think some of the oh, stories I, to... <laughs> I might have will be really interesting
1: yeah, yeah from like I, from watching his streams and things and he, he seems like so dedicated he, yeah, he seems yeah. to go out for hours yeah like multiple does, times a week yeah. for hours and hours trying to like capture something on film and researching. yeah he does I think it'd be really uh, yeah. interesting he does go out
0: on. of uh he does what i say he does field research he he yeah, when he's he doing his books legwork. he physically goes there um mm-hmm. and that's a, that's one of the best ways to do it is to go there and put yourself in that position so you can write from a from a position where you are there and what are you experiencing? So, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I'd like to, um, I'd like to pick his brains cause he does, um, he, he, he does a lot of research and, in, in, for, I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some of him on, listen to him on some of the podcasts and he does, he's mm-hmm. very knowledgeable about uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the phenomenon. So it would be good, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, we've reached the end of, 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 um, the first, uh, well, the first, uh, co-hosted uh podcast of twenty twenty three. Um
1: what I don't I, think we I don't I feel like we haven't come to any conclusions we haven't what, what I was to gonna these, say these
0: kids have you have you got a uh what okay so you're chief investigator I need a I need a I need a <laughs> I response don't. from you. What happened? Tell me
1: no idea. I you know what I, I reckon you could look at it from a if you wanted to go full on skeptical okay I reckon you could look at the first one even maybe even the second one as if they've been abducted by a human and something extremely traumatic's happened
0: oh and they've made like a story up in their head and the story in their head is
1: almost like a screen of you know to blot out a screen memory yeah happened yeah Mm. especially with the girl with the clothes coming off yeah possibly that possibly but who knows it's uh it, it and the second story like I said, it, it does follow along with a lot of other strange phenomena. It's, it's almost like your, your classic abduction story, whether it's aliens or some kind of uh, elemental thing. It's, it follows so many like classic stories that you've heard of people experiencing similar things, and it's, it's very intriguing. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, me, I um, haven't got a clue. Uh, I, haven't got yeah. a, I find them totally fascinating. Uh, children um we know that children can make up stuff you know we've seen that yeah. in a, a lot of cases um but young children as you say when they start talking about robots and and old guns and backpacks uh mm-hmm. i start to sort of think mm, maybe they did see something but as you say we i don't i mean how does a young girl stay, stay out in the um in 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 the wilderness for like three or four three days Uh, in bare feet and hardly dressed, and be absolutely fine. Mm I, well, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot more cases like that, you know, out there. Um, but I, I I certainly don't have any answers. But I do find them fascinating. Definitely. So, what, what have you got? Um, uh, one final note. What have you got? uh, What is anything new coming on the uh, Shrouded Hand
1: channel? Uh, yeah, I've got a video in the works. It's about um. Well, I don't want to say too much to give it away. No, no, a, a little weird, teaser. Uh, just a little teaser. It's, a, it's a, weird, a weird case. It's nothing paranormal. It's just a sort of, um, what will I call it? It's, it's a strange death, but it's got a weird... Like, what happened after the death was a bit odd. The, the family acted in a strange way. It's what? been in the news quite recently, so people might be able to guess what it is, But uh, uh, is. I've, wh- I've been researching it, and it's quite interesting. So The,
0: the weird one that you did uh, some time now ago was the guy that uh, made his grave under the house and put himself oh, in yeah. and shot himself. He shot himself, didn't he? Un- under the house. Ago, and then no, he yeah. wasn't discovered. for. He, it was almost like he just vanished. But he'd actually mm. was, committed suicide under the... Uh, just bizarre. Mm. Absolutely weird. But, yeah, some of those stories, you listen to some of those stories and you, you just think, wow, this is a, a really weird world we live in. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, anyway, so um, well, thanks for joining me, Tom. Um, I have got, um, uh, as as I've said, um, I've got some live streams in the the planning stage for hopefully they'll start next month. Um, You're on the list. Um, to do something like that, I don't know what we're going to do yet. As in topics, I think it will maybe freewheeling. Uh, we might find something to talk about. There's always something to talk about. Um, so uh, how about
1: how about time slips? That's an interesting. Yeah, topic. we could
0: do some more time slips. We could do some modern time slips. I I love time slips mm-hmm. because, um, there's all I don't know. I just think there's some, uh, you know, there's some, uh, there's something mysterious about time slips. So yeah, that's that's a good idea. We could do something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean you don't have to it was just an idea that suddenly just popped into my head no we well
0: <laughs> definitely we could do something uh, we could definitely do um well you see the thing is what I want to do is I want to choose um I want to do at least two live streams a month um on YouTube on the YouTube mm. channel um and I think that that would be quite good and I want to have like you know regular people on there like you and a few other podcasters uh you know that come back on uh on a on a sort of bi-monthly or every couple of weeks on and then we sort of we we look we sort of walk we walk ourselves through all these different playlists with individual people and stuff and maybe do a, like a round table as well I'm thinking about doing a round table getting a few people together um who are i've got different not ma- not necessarily different Beliefs, but also different thoughts on what those things might be. I think that might be quite cool to to throw some questions out there to people and, and see what we get back and see what answers because everyone's got an opinion and it's great to hear everyone's opinion of what things might be. I think that'd be quite cool. So I'm I'm working on lots of different things for this year, um, but obviously I, I I'm one of these people where I'm a little bit like you, Tom. I'm I kind of um I kind of sort of sit on things until I'm hundred percent happy with what i'm going to do i'm not one of these people just sort of jump in and think oh let's just make it work i can't do that i I just can't do that i just if i tried to do that i would just make a complete mess of it i'm one of these people where i just want to think right i have an idea um i'm going to do it but i need to make sure that it's 100 percent it's going to work in the sense that the way i want to do it um and i think that with um i want to in a way start a streaming like paranormal Um, not a tv show but more of a sort of a a chat show like twice a month Mm -hmm. so that people can come in just jump in and have a listen and it's not it's not overly specific they haven't got to know about a topic they you know as long as they've got an overview of the paranormal they can sort of pick it up as they go along but they can also interact well where we have um, people who come into the chat room are part of the show as well because they can ask questions and we can basically pick up on what they're asking and and use those as talking points as well. So yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm quite excited. Yeah, sounds good then. Yeah. I'm quite excited um and i say i'm just working on the logistics net at the moment um really excited and i think people will enjoy it because they you know the youtube crowd are a little bit different to the podcasting crowd as in podcasters download downloaded to their phones and stuff and i think that i keep keeping both sides happy um with uh, some visual stuff and also some audio stuff i think it'll work i work nicely it will play off of each other and of course, you know, I've got a small group of people around me now, like yourself and that, that come on and put the, you know, your two cents in. It all adds to it, you know. I think it's good. But anyway, so yeah. Um, once again, Tom, thanks for coming on. Um, you say we'll you'll be back next month with we'll be doing something um yep. cool. thanks thanks to everyone uh for listening i hope you enjoyed it uh i hope i don't know how long we went for but we went for a little bit longer than what well, we, the ages probably we, we say we usually but, do yeah we, we just all right it's always fun i mean enjoy talking to you so uh, <laughs> we always go off on these little tangents but uh but anyway as i say uh thanks again tom thanks for listening everyone no and uh until the next episode see you soon
1: bye